0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You may know him as George Washington. You may know him from other uh, many roles that he's played. Or you may know him as one of the most prolific traders in Dynasty Fantasy Baseball. Or from his work on the podcast at The Athletic. He is Ian Kahn. He joins me next on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with my good friend, Ian Kahn. Uh, from the athletic Uh, you you know him very well from all the podcasts he does at the athletic he used to do a lot of the dynasty rankings over here at rotowire he does a lot of great stuff he's in a lot of leagues he's in labor he's in tout now he's in the nfbc and not not to mention a slew of dynasty dynasty leagues as well ian good morning how you doing
2: good morning jeff thank you so much for having me back it's uh it's always fun to come stomp at the rotowire on the grounds of rotowire
1: yeah indeed uh always happy to have you uh it's an easy conversation and uh it's always an easy conversation when we talk trade as well and we just did so over the weekend
2: we did indeed you know we play in the xfl league which is it, it, what is it what is the what does it stand for xfl
1: uh it's basically as a play off the word experts the late great steve moyer liked to mock that we were all call, called ourselves experts so okay. <laughs> it's mostly the so-called experts fantasy league and gotcha it's not all industry people, but it's it was, it, it's a lot of industry people. Plus, it started over at, the fir- at First Pitch, Arizona. But some of the best players in the league mm-hmm. are actually guys that don't write in the industry uh, or do very little. Don Drucker, uh, Jeff Winnick are two fantastic players that don't have websites. Uh, They're just uh, uh, are Jeff very Jeff players.
2: Jeff Winnick and I spent a lot of time on the telephone talking uh, dynasty, not trades much. We don't typically get trades done, uh, but we talk a lot of dynasty theory and he's a, he's a very sharp guy and a really sharp player. So we play in this dynasty league uh, and I joined, I was asked by Steve Gardner to join him as his partner. This is Ron Chandler's dynasty league. It's got some, you know, Todd is in this league, Brian Walton's in this league. I mean, the, the name Doug Dennis, who is a great players in this league. I mean, it's just, Yep. Uh, one of the one of the it's, it's like the granddaddy league it really is it's yeah. like the the granddaddy of them all um so when I was invited to join with Steve uh, I was really excited to join and we took over Steve took over Steve Moyer's uh team many a couple of years ago when Steve passed Steve Moore passed and so when I joined the team was good but it wasn't ready to it wasn't going to win and so I kind of convinced Steve in I think this was in 2020 yeah um, I was like, let's do a bit of a rebuild. And so that's what we ended up doing. And the the key to the rebuild was our very first trade, which was with you, Jeff Erickson. Yeah. And we traded you. And and let me give a quick setup of the league. It's a contract league. So it's not a pure dynasty league. Right. It's a hybrid. between. It's, a, it's a real hybrid because also I play in another league that you keep 15 players and you can keep whoever, whatever minor leaguers you want. Well, not this league. This league, you can only keep fifteen players, whether it's minor league guys or it's major league guys, and the contracts are set up in such a way that that prospects are really highly valued. You yeah. know, I mean, when I joined the league, Doug Dennis had a team with Fernando Tatis, Acuna, um, <laughs> Ozzy Albie's, Bo Bichette, and they were all on like seven dollar contracts or four to seven dollar contracts. And so, you no, know, I yeah. said this. I said to Steve, I was like, that's the path like get the best young players take a year. And actually last year we ended up kind of doing both. Like we, we traded for the first trade. This is key was we traded you a $28 Bryce Harper who would go up $3 a year. So now, He's a 31 now. Is he 34 at this point? I'm uh confirming on that right now, as a matter of fact. He Bryce Harper is 31. So he must have been.
1: I think you maybe traded him to me when he was 25,
2: maybe 25. So yeah. okay, actually, I think I joined the league before 2021. I was not part of the league in 2020. I joined in the offseason coming into 2021. Yep, yep, yep. And so we traded you a $25 Bryce Harper that you're gonna be able to keep very successfully for five years. I would say at least. Yeah. And keep and, in mind, this is an, O-B-P, an OBP league. league. You, huge consideration Huge there. consideration on, on Bryce Harper. And we got back from you, Andrew Vaughn on a rookie contract and Adley Rutschman on a rookie contract. Yep. And that, that sort of set our path.
1: Yeah, And so, to explain for everybody the rookie contract, you, you start at zero, or, or basically when, when you get the call-up, you start at one, uh, but it, it costs you nothing until he ma- re- reaches the majors. Once he reaches the majors, his contract only goes up $3 every year. You don't Mm -hmm. have to sign him to a long-term contract either. You make the decision every single year. It just goes up $3. Uh, Whereas a player you get in the auction or in free agency, it's $5 at a time. Yes. So,
2: boom. It's all about those $3 players. Yep. It's all about getting, accumulating as many. And we're going to maybe, if we have time, we're going to talk about some of the other trades that we've made uh, over the course just the last couple of months that have sort of put us towards this but this is the year we are definitely in the tank so last year one of the upsides of this league also which i highly recommend is that the draft order is based on how high you are in the draft so if you win the league you get the last pick but if you're the if you come in second you get the first pick in the draft so it really does incur it it discourages what we're doing this year which is really i'm playing eight we're playing agent for other teams right yeah so one of the agent moves we made was we traded this weekend a $23 Carlos Correa. So he'll be 20, he's 23 this year. He'll be 26 next year for a first round pick in next year's draft with the idea that Jeff might win and then we'll get the last pick in the draft, but he might come in second or third, which means we'll get the first pick, right? The second pick. And so that's, that's the upside. It's also an open universe league, which is also super fun. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of little things in here, but and by open universe,
1: you mean that you can pick up any a player, a high schooler, you could pick up a player in, mm-hmm. in the KBO, if he's lighting up a prospect in Japan, you know, you can yeah, do
2: that. Yeah, you, you could do whatever you want. And it's really fun at the draft. Um, and it's really interesting to see how people play. Here's what I would recommend. If you're doing what Steve and I are doing, your job is to continuously monitor the standings mm-hmm. and make sure that the teams that are in the top, four or five who have a chance. And there's a lot of teams that have a chance to win creates a tremendous amount of selling opportunities. And then what you have to do is you have to figure out what they need and match it to what we need. So we gave you Correa. We could have possibly kept Correa next year at $26, though he's not really part of our plan for when we're really going to be in a strong competitive mode. So getting those picks are really gold because I don't have, we don't have to, we don't have to keep them. We just get them. So we get an extra first round pick. You needed the, what Carlos Correa is providing. So that's the key thing. And I I know Fred Zinke, who is the best trader that there is in fantasy baseball. We agree on this. It's like, you got to figure out not just like what works for you, but you got to figure out what works for your opponent or your trading partner even. And, uh, and so there's been, been a lot of that over the last couple of weeks and it's been so much fun. There's few things as much fun in fantasy baseball as making a good trade for both teams.
1: Absolutely. And, you one of the things that you also do very well is the method and how you do it you get on the phone you talk with people and you know it's fun that way you make connections you get to catch up with your friends Mm -hmm. um and say hey what's going on what are you up to i was at a soccer tournament over the weekend when we i did it did the trade from the soccer tournament i was was in line getting uh uh, (laughs) tacos getting getting tacos it was useful uh but uh you know the the thing is in this league you typically know where you are you know your roster pretty well Mm -hmm. it's I wish it was like one of three leagues instead of one of 18. But uh, at the same time, I was on top of it. I knew I had a a team that has a chance to contend, but has some had some holes. Uh, And we have monthly pickups, too. So you get a slew Mm -hmm. of injuries. You got to wait a while sometimes. Yeah. Uh, So
2: that's why it's so much fun, because there are always needs. So I made a trade with Todd Zola a month ago. And I don't know if you saw this, Jeff. He put out a... um, he he put out a little message at 1121 on Sunday night saying, Hey, I need a catcher. So I called Todd at 1130 at night. And yep. I said, hey, hey, well, first I text him, you good? And he's like, yep. Okay, con, I'll take your call. Because he always <laughs> makes fun of me because I'm always calling him. Usually when he's on the Roto show with you. Yeah. And I said, Hey, um, you need a catcher. I've got Eric Haas. He's ready to go, but you also need a closer. I have Edwin Diaz. We have Edwin Diaz. We have Taylor Ward and Jared Walsh. Now, Ward and Walsh are keepable for a couple of years. They're on that $5 contract. Edwin Diaz, you're probably not going to keep him past this year, but he needs saves. And what we got back for, I would say, three years of Taylor Ward and two years of Jared Walsh and one year of Diaz was we got 10 years of Shane Baz and 10 years of Jeremy Pena because Baz wasn't doing anything for him. Right, obviously, and he he needed. He's trying to win, and so that's the job. If you're in a rebuild spot, find what the other teams need and take from them what's not working for them. So I'm yep. looking. I'm waiting for the moment that a Juan Soto. If Juan Soto goes down because you own Juan Soto in that league, if Juan Soto goes down and you're it's July and you're and Soto's out for the year. I've got a nineteen dollar. I've got a sixteen dollar Aaron Judge. That I might, or nineteen dollar Aaron Judge, that I could then flip you for your thirteen dollar Juan Soto. I think he's thirteen dollars, right?
1: Uh, yeah, and he's on a plus three contract yeah, which as is, is Judge. So, so is Judge, yep.
2: So I'm always looking for that. I'm like, all right, so how can I improve this team incrementally, just a little bit, bit by bit by bit, and make it better to make it the tightest top fifteen. That can then, the goal is that in a year or two. Like there was one trade I do want to talk about. I made with Carabel and Tristan Cockroft. Uh hold on. I gotta I gotta shut this window. Just give me one second. All right, all right. It's, so it's let's, just a, a oh, just give me one second. Go for it there.
1: We're talking with Ian Khan. Uh you can check out all of his work at the Athletic. Uh does the uh the under the radar podcast there. Um he, he's they were defending AL labor champ and the tout, and it was the 2019 tout war's head to head champ as well. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that uh, later on, but we're talking about his trade right now in the XFL with uh, Eric Carabel and Tristan Cockcroft.
2: So we, so they took over Trace Woods' team, and we sent them. And this is going to sound immense, but we had about eighteen keepers that we rather liked, yeah. And they didn't have that many keepers that they liked, and they were in a com- in competitive mode. So we traded them. Ryan Mountcastle also on a three-year, three-dollar contract, so it was to probably keep him five or six years. Jose Barrios on like, I think a $22 contract that he can keep for two, three years. And Brandon Lau on a, I think it was an $11 plus five contracts you keep for two years. And then 10 years of Edward Cabrera. So, and a second round pick and a fifth round pick. So we gave them all of that. Mountcastle, Barrios, Brandon Lau, Edward Cabrera, second round pick, fifth round pick. For ten years or twelve years, really, of Julio Rodriguez. Oh wow, nice! And that was last November. I was I was driving in a car and I was like on the phone with Tristan. Tristan Tristan's like, Ian, I just we can't, Ian, Ian. And I was like, you know, it was originally with a fifth. I was like, all right, we'll give you our second round pick too, because I got off the phone. I called in between talking to Tristan. He was like, all right, let me talk to Eric. And I was like, all right, I'll talk to Steve. And then I called James Anderson and I said, okay, I need a comp. Give me a comp. He's like, okay. I said, give me a comp for um, Julio Rodriguez. And he goes, Juan Soto. I said, what? And he said, it's Juan Soto. That's the comp. And I went, okay, that's it. So that's when I called Steve and and I called Tristan. I was like, we'll give you the second round too. And uh, he's he's been pretty good.
1: I would say so. He's I would been say so. is up to 329 OBP now. Uh, and yeah. of course, you've got him forever. Uh, which is is the beautiful thing there. Uh, And here's the other part too. You've got them forever at a discounted rate. You've got all these guys at a discounted rate next year. When you get into the auction, you're going to be buying. Yes. That that's the, that's the the big advantage that you have is you're going to have just a slew of these guys at, at, at low contracts. I've got that situation. And you know, I had that situation in my NL home league this year where, not only did I make some good moves to posi- you know position myself for, for a re rebuild a reboot, but some, some of my like flyers just hit. And that that's, mm-hmm. it just makes a huge difference when that happens.
2: It's, it's and, and there's no guarantees because Julio Rodriguez could get figured out. And mm-hmm. some of these other guys, Shane Baz, I could have just given up three years of three to, and maybe Taylor Ward is Taylor Ward. Like maybe he is that great. And if he is, then I just gave up all that for Shane Baz who might have arm trouble for the next five years and is a drop. So they all look good in theory and they feel good when you make them. And then <laughs> you turn around and it's like, wait, no, that didn't work out really at all. So, you know, you can feel good for the minute.
1: Right. But- and, and here's the other thing that, about the XFL too, is there's some tension because you keep no more than 15 players mm-hmm. and that includes prospects yes. you know, so and something like a score sheet league. You can keep, Sometimes you have like separate prospect slots. Sometimes you hit, keep unlimited prospects here. It's just 15 players, period. Yeah. Major leaguers prospects. So you kind of have to, it, there's then, some tension that you're There's have to a decide. real tension
2: because then you've got Khalil Watson, right? Who yep. we grabbed in the auction. Uh, Jeff Ponce said to me, Khalil Watson's the best player from that. I just watched him play. He's ridiculous. So we grabbed him and I'm thinking, am I really going to keep him for four years? Are we, are Steve and I going to keep him for, for three or four years until he comes up to the majors and use one of those 15 keeper slots? So it's, it's, there's no yep. guarantees, man. I mean, you know, we, we have a plan and hopefully it'll work out, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Do you, so, and you have a partner in this league too. And I think you have partners in other
1: leagues as well. How, yes. how is that dynamic? And you're working with Steve Gardner in this league. Mm-hmm. I think you got a league with James. Uh, you have James
2: a, and I, for the first time in a while, are not sharing a team oh, this year, and, which wow. makes us sad, but uh, our RotoWire Dynasty Invitational, that league kind of faded away. And then we've been doing NFBC and then this year it's just, we got too much. So we just, we, we, we're still partners. We're okay. still partners, and we're still in contact all the time and talking about the game. But right. it's uh, we're we're not partnering. But I do love partnering with people. I think it's, I think it's a real value in so many different ways. It's it, especially in fab leagues because yeah. it's just like, wait a minute, you think that, and like, wait a minute, I think I, I'll say something, and my partner and uh, my my most. Often partners, Robert Mershak, who is an opera agent, <laughs> which is okay. fabulous um, and a really great player, like just smart as hell. And uh, I was I brought him into a dynasty league once I offered him the team and he was like, I'll do it if I do it with you. And I was like, all right, I'll do it with you. And then it went really well. And like the team was good and we worked really well together. I was like, all right, well, here, let's do this league together. Let's do this league together. And then, uh, yeah, so I love partnering with people. I partner with Wilson Caraman um, I partnered with Dr. Thomas Scott, who's a pediatrician in the Maki league, the Derek van Riper league. But I think partnering is great as long as you keep the ego out of it. And you just sort of like, you know, I, I had a great idea that this player, like I always go back to, uh, Joe Ross when I was sure that Joe Ross was the answer last year. I was sure I was right. No, we're starting them. And Rob was like, well, you know, I mean, maybe we want 10 runs. Yeah, ten. Rides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it, happens. it happens. It happens a lot. Yeah, all uh, good.
1: Before we move on, talk a little bit more about that, including the like how to get a deal started. Uh, we got to take a quick note from our Blue Wire Network advertisers.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate That's indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com bluewire, spelled dot lcom slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: And we are back. Thank you for your indulgence on that, everybody. appreciate it there. Uh, as always, our podcasts are hosted on the Blue Wire Network. I'm here with Ian Kahn. My name is Jeff Erickson. You can find our my work at Rotowire. You can find Ian's work at The Athletic. You can follow Ian on Twitter at IanKahn4. Uh, Ian, uh, we had Jordan chimes in in the chat, says, can't get anybody to trade in my league. You, you are obviously very prolific at getting that conversation started. Mm-hmm. What's the best, you know, What's the top hint you can have in saying like, if if you're having trouble getting deals done in your league, what do you tell people?
2: The first thing I try to do is I try to put myself into the shoes of the other owner. I try to always, what do you need? How can we make a deal that works best for both sides? The thing that kind of kills trading opportunities is we all get this, where you get an offer and it's like, in what uh, alternate universe would that make any sense for my team? (laughs) <laughs> right. Like I'll give you uh, somebody and somebody for Mike Trout. And it's like, but why would I give you Mike Trout for that? That doesn't make any sense. So the first thing I like to do is, is sort of really look at it from their point of view. Then I'll text them or email them if I don't have their phone number. And I'll say, hey, do you want to hop a call? And the upside of hopping a call is that like I, I talked to Lenny Melnick over the course of the last couple of weeks trying to get a trade done in Tout NL. He needed a pitcher. And I call, he's like, Ian, oh, hello, it's the legend. And I said, I said, hi, Lenny, okay, yeah. So could we find a, can we find a little thing? And he's like, oh, this is so great. You're like old school on the phone. It's so much fun. So that's what, that's what I do is you get on the phone with somebody, you talk with them. I find out, oh, you're in a soccer tournament. I was at a baseball tournament for my 13 year old son, or a baseball game, and and then you talk and you and you say, what do you need? And then this is what I need. Okay, well, what do I need back for that? Instead of the emails back and forth, like, well, how about this or how about this? I find that I, you know, we Jeff, we got our trade done in three minutes. Yep, on the phone. You yep. went. I, I you went, I kind of want Correa. I was like, yeah, I've got Correa in another deal I'm thinking about. You're like, yeah, but Correa is the perfect fit for me. I was like, would you give us a first rounder? And you were like, yeah, I will. And I said, all right, let me call Steve. Called Steve. Steve goes, I hate to lose Correa. I was like, I know, but you know, we got so many other guys that we want to keep he's like, okay, we should do it. And it's almost like Steve's the owner and I'm the GM and I sort of like I'm out yep. here and then Steve goes, yeah, okay, let's signed off. Let's do it. And then I call you back. I said, all right, sending it over and it's done. So getting that connection and not trying to screw your trading partner. Right. Exactly. Everyone's smart. People are smart. So like, don't try to, don't try to win 60, 40 trades. You can win a 55, 45 trade if another team needs to make the deal. But even then, like there was a trade in GDD, which is another league that I do. Um, that's a New York based industry league. It's a really good league and, and super fun. And uh, Alex Cushing, who's one of the smartest, sharpest players, period that there is yep. a dynasty or a redraft. Cushing is brilliant. He needed a pitcher. We kind of needed a third baseman, but he was calling me for the pitcher. And he was like, I'll give you Luis Urias for Garrett Whitlock, who had a two-star week. And I was like, yeah, but I don't really want to trade Whitlock. And he was like, "Yeah, but you need a third baseman because all you have is Franco from the Nationals." And eventually, that Cinderella is going to get, you know, the the slipper, whatever. I forgot. <laughs> and I was like, "Yep." Uh,
1: you, as someone who has Michael Franco in XFL, uh, I, I'm I'm acutely aware of this this ticking time bomb here.
2: So when he said that, and then, but I I should have been able to squeeze five or six dollars Fab out of him too, right? Because you can trade Fab in that league. Mm-hmm. And he's like. And and Rob Merschak's my partner, and he was like, we should get some fab. I was like, yeah, but it's only the only reason we should get some fab is because he's up against it. Let's just give it to him. It's a fair deal. We need Louis Suryus. We could yep. use Louis Suryus. We have Blake Snell coming off the IL. It's fair. Let's just do it. And mm-hmm. what that does is it builds trust between trade partners, and that's right. a big part of it. Like you make trades with teams. That you have relationships with, like you and I, we have relationships. We made the Darvish trade last year, which was a, a similar deal. We made the Harper trade. We made the Correa trade. Your team's going to win. You're in first place right now in XFL. I don't know if you're going to win, but you're in first place. You got 105 points, I think, and uh, Chandler's got 99. DVR's got like 98.5, and you know you're in position to win. And and then when you win, if when and if you win, you're going to go well. Khan and Gardner are good trade partners for me.
1: And exactly. The, exactly. And I didn't like, I, I didn't have to say, Oh, this guy really just put me over a barrel. He tried to get squeeze every concession possible out of me. You know, there, there's someone that uh in a score sheet league I'm in and I'd get a three paragraph email, like why this offer that I don't like at all is good for me and why you, why you're, you can't po-, you know, and it's just like, no, I, I just, no, I just don't like that. Stop, stop, stop trying yeah. to, you know, sell me this bill of goods and you could see it and then you know look up, and you look back at past trades with them. You're like i just didn't enjoy the experience other people you're like oh yeah i can get a deal done real quickly you, you know even it, it, it doesn't even matter if you did if the trade did okay with them it's like was it painful did, did yeah. you hate doing it and then
2: you're not going to trade with them yeah you could get the same offer from you could get the same offer on that score sheet league from two players one who is that guy or person and one who's just random person and they might be the same offer but you're going to look at it differently based on what you feel how you feel they deal with you. So yeah. I go out of my way. Also it's more fun that way. Like treat people with respect. Again, people aren't dumb. Yeah. People are people are looking out for their side of it. So Zinky says this better than anybody. You got to look at it from the other guy's perspective. Tim McLeod, too. I remember when I first started playing 10 years ago. Timmy McLeod and I became really close and, uh, and he would say, well, you know, Ian, you know, I mean, you're putting on the used car salesman jacket, but send, give him a good deal. And that's, that's what it is. So that's, that's what I would say. That would be my answer to the gentleman who left us a
1: a question. Thank you, Jordan, for the question. Appreciate you there. Uh, you're in, uh, AL labor. You're the defending champ. You pulled Mm -hmm. off a trade the night of the auction. Uh, (laughs) which is is amazing. I Garrett Cole for, and I forget the hitter that you got back in return, but you were overweighted in pitching. He and Jason Collette was overweighted in uh, hitting Mm -hmm. and you guys pulled off deal. What was the deal and how's that worked out so far?
2: Garrett Cole. I had, I got Garrett Cole and I traded him Garrett Cole and Luke Voigt. And he Mm -hmm. traded me Vladimir Guerrero and Jordan Montgomery. And still waiting on that win. Still, still still (laughs) waiting waiting on that win. Uh, And in the main event, still waiting on that win. Um, But it's you know i was thinking about that yesterday i was like who you know how'd that trade go it's like it's still undecided but it was helpful for both of us at the time because in the auction i'm looking for value 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 and i was finding a lot of value in pitching and then i was like i have too much pitching and jason was like i don't have enough pitching so uh i called him up and i said yo you got a minute he's like yeah i was like how about this he was like Ooh, I like that. That makes sense. And so it just balanced us out. And again, it's looking for the other side. Like, yep, it's, it's kind of like the golden rule, right? Treat others as you would like to be treated. Exactly. It's very simple. And then yep. get on the phone with them. Yeah,
1: very easy. And that, that's a good way to pull it off there. So I, I love that. I love that quite a bit. Um, how are you doing in labor so far?
2: Right now, tied for second place with James Anderson. So James oh. and I are tied. Very um good. And yeah, second place, uh, you know, Saris is, has had a, a strong start. Uh, it's a quarter of the way through. So I'll see. Uh, you know, Glenn Colton who said to me before, he's like, you going to repeat? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, only we repeat. So like, <laughs> you should try to repeat, see if you can pull it off. So, uh, you know, we're, I, I'm, I'm giving it my all. I, I, I'm waiting. Riley Green was a, uh, I, I drafted him and, and I was excited about him. So I'm excited for him to come back. Um, yeah, the team's pretty good. I like it. I like it. Not my favorite team of the year. Last year was a sort of magical year. Just everything went right. Yep. And just, you know, from almost from the jump. So it's, it's a little bit more of a slog, but I feel good. I feel good right now in that, in that spot. Yeah.
1: What is your favorite team of the year?
2: Uh, (laughs) Ah, you know, um, probably the main event team. So, uh, I would say the main event team is my favorite year. I, I, I've never done the main event. And Rob Mershak was just like, we're doing the main event. And I was like, I don't want him. And he was like, why not? And I said, well, first, it takes out a major part of the game that I love, which is trading. And a mm-hmm. part of the game that I feel I'm good at that makes my teams better. Can't do right. that. But the other thing was, I didn't want to invest all that money because I thought that if I did, it might change my experience of playing the game. Right? where I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, $1,800 is a lot of money. And he was just sort of like, we're doing it. We're doing it, and you pay what you pay, and I'll pay the rest, and, and we'll partner up, and, and we'll do it. And, you know, people are always talking about fantasy industry guys that were not so good at the game. And and I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. So we, so that that team right now is the one that I'm most focused on, I would, I would have to say. It
1: does just occupy a big space in your brain. Let me tell you, I just... You know, I love all my leagues, but I orient a lot of my thinking towards NNPC style leagues. And of course, the main comes first. It's just it's a different animal. Did you do it live? Did you do it online? How would you guys do it? Did did it online?
2: And I will say like an NL tout where I'm currently in third. I've been sort of dancing between first, second and third for most of the season. I'd like to win that league Mm because it's my first year in that league. Because, uh, and thank you, Jeff, for, for moving me into NLTout. Because it's been, it's a real challenge and it's a great league, great players. Yep. Um, th- for the main, I'm sorry, what was the question about the, about the main? Oh, I was just asking where you did it. Um, oh, right. Did we it did online. it online. So we did it online and <laughs> we got the draw. And Phil Dussault, is it, how do we say it? Dussault? Dussault. Dussault. Okay. So like French, i took French. So Phil Dussault was in our draw. And Tyler Young was in our draw. Yeah, And I went and I, I told people like, damn. I'm like, no, that's what you want. I want to play against the smartest guys in the game. And there's nobody better right now than Phil Dussault based on what he did last year. Um, and it, it was uh, it was scary and awesome and fun. And we worked our tail off. We worked our butts off. Rob and I spent, I would say, because it was right before the season started. So all the other auctions and drafts were done. So we really like when we we got the 15th pick, which was we were good. We were fine with it. It was like it was an OK spot to be in. And we just worked it and worked it and worked it and worked it and said and game planned it and war planned it like, all right, well, what if this is what it is? And it actually ended up working out pretty much exactly to plan yeah, of, of what we were hoping for. So it was it's so far. Look, it's so early, but we're we're doing really well. We're doing yeah. really well.
1: And it's the hitting side. You have seventy-three hitting points in your individual league. Uh, you said, I think you said you had the most hitting points
2: overall as I, well. And I believe we do. I believe we have the most hitting points overall. And you started.
1: I mean, you pounded the hitting early. You have Betts, Devers, Mullins, Judge. I mean, you, your first four picks had to be hitters.
2: Well, I, honestly, I, we I w- we would have gone a pitcher at four. If there, if, but, but Mullins and judge, it was like, if either Mullins or judge makes it back to us at 45, 46, we're taking them. And then both of them made it back. And wow. I was like, well, <laughs> sorry, we'll wait on pitching. And so the pitching was, uh, you know, we've, we've got, we, we lost a couple points last night, but we're at, uh, I think 117 points right now, 117 mm-hmm. point. 117.5, 5, and Dussault has got one hundred and seven um richard de mindo has 96 so and then michael fuchs has 95.5 daniel baker 91 uh eric heberlegg 87 and then tyler young 86 and so- eric
1: Heberleg is a very frequent player has done very well in the online championship really solid player uh you've got some you know you got david di who's won the overall main before i mean you've got a, you've got
2: a strong league we get Oh, see, yeah, there you know, I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's great because every Sunday we're, we're thinking and we're trying to figure out what everyone else is going to do and picking up our guys. And it's, it's so far, we've been so lucky. We've been really fortunate with injuries. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the, you know and the thing is uh, I'm looking at your roster you obviously you have a ton of power you have 38 stolen bases cuz Harrison Bader has been a nice hero for you with 11 stolen bases yeah. uh another speaking of stolen bases because of you I have Jorge Mateo on a couple of teams you did AL labor and you were talking him up afterward talking up Jorge Mateo afterward mm-hmm. and you no know, granted i mean he is limited in some of the things he can do but he does one thing very well he runs he plays on a crappy team that lets him run
2: and he plays every day and, yep. you know, that's, I'm glad, glad that you got Jorge Mateo on other leagues. That is my, this, this league, the main event league is the one league other than GDD where Glenn Colton just kept going. Nope. Ian, you're not getting them. You're not getting them. You're not getting them. You're not getting them. And I was just like, I can't pay that much for him. Like, and I wish I had, um, but this was the one league I didn't get them and it's kind of heartbreaking and tough, but, yeah. but we're, but with, with Mullins stealing bases and with Hater stealing bases, I'm not hater Bader with Bader stealing bases. We're okay. You know, I mean, we've got, and Mookie steals a couple and Torres will steal Chris Taylor Rizzo throwing some. So we've got, we've got the speed that we need to, to compete. The pitching side, you know, is, is pretty good. Taylor Rogers has worked out remarkably well um, on the closing side. Where were you on? Was, was clay Holmes available in your league this weekend?
1: no, not in my, in fact, in one of my, I have two main event leagues and one of them, we picked, we have one closer. That was the one thing that was our inefficiency. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even a full-time closer. It's Scott Barlow. Uh, so three weeks ago, we picked up uh, Holmes when he first showed up some polls oh, and looked like he was nice. the number two guy. Well, the just it's not all nice because he was been inactive the last three weeks for us. He's been on our our bench. Finally, mm-hmm. this week is the first week we've had him active, but it's nice to have him.
2: He's the closer for the New York Yankees moving yeah. forward. He will yeah. be, he is not going to, I I'm saying this. I don't think he's going to lose that job to a Chapman. I think no. that that's it. I have a whole theory about closers, about back page, like you you wanna hire you wanna hire guys. You wanna draft guys who, if they are to lose the job, it's gonna be on the back page of the newspaper saying this is a really bad thing that this guy is gone. Um, mm-hmm. and Chapman's just lost the job. And he lost it with injury as well. I put quote signs around, but uh I, I just think Holmes is the best pitcher in that bullpen. It's like not even close.
1: He is. He is. And Michael King's the second best pitcher in that bullpen right now, which yeah. is interesting to think of. Because I think a lot of people, self-included, got Jonathan Loisaga in a lot of leagues. I had Loisaga in that league. Uh, I no longer have him. Uh, yeah. But Chad, a lot of people had Chad Green for good reason. Chad Green had an amazing season last mm-hmm. year. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really changed. Now, the risk is they're the Yankees. They can go out and trade. In fact, I saw, you know, just a headline today. I haven't even read the article yet. I think on Fox Sports, is like the Yankees need to fix their closer problem. Okay. <laughs> you're not paying attention too much because Clay Holmes is really doing it. Now, I just read a headline. I didn't read the article yet. I don't have time. Um, but uh point is, there's going to be that pressure. Got to get that name guy. Got to go get that guy we've all heard of uh, to come in and fix the Yankees bullpen. Well, Maybe, maybe
2: not. Well, on, on our show Under the Radar, which I get to do uh, Wednesdays, although I missed yesterday, sadly, um, with Nando Dufino and our friend Derek Van Ryper, um, we we talk. He, Nando loves Miguel Endujar. And it's mm-hmm. just like, what, what are they? They got to trade Miguel Endujar. What, what the hell is going on? And so I said. Uh, <laughs> I love like your a, impressions, by the way. <laughs> I haven't even done my the one that I'm most famous for, Jeff. I don't think you've heard. Um, is the, uh, my R.L. Cohen impression, which I could do for everybody because I do enjoy doing it. And I love R.L. Yes, we got to uh, do that before yeah. we sign off here. So, but. Andrew is Hor- like, well, well, they got to trade him. And I was like, they don't need anything. Well, now they do. And Andujar Hor- is hitting, though now with Gallo struggling, Hicks struggling, and Stanton now injured. I don't know. Andujar Hor- might be in that lineup. But the Yankees have Yankees have a great baseball team um they're really great and they lost three in a row for the first time this season and they look bad but they came back they won the last two against baltimore in a real positive way and as Ariel cohen would say well you know i mean it's about as good as the match but you know i mean if you think about it the upside for steve cohen is the owner of the match is really remarkable because he has an open wallet and he's gonna use it (laughs) all right very good that's That's good there's that's the end of the impression form of the of the show
1: yeah i love how nando fixates on certain players and they're just his guys and it's not the op ob- it's never the obvious guys war same thing there's there's certain guys that are nando guys i'm in a score sheet league with him too mm-hmm. uh it's great he goes and gets those guys and if they if they if they bingo then it's and just like it, it feels so good for him
2: but that's the thing that well, we've been working with him on is you can have some of your guys but you need to have some guys who we know are going to play so right you, you gotta you gotta balance it but he has a keen eye and he says he's always like well it's i just do the same thing i go to you know i I have a theory he talks about on the show but he finds he was on nestor cortez three years ago Nestor cortez this guy's the best what i don't know why they keep trading him he's gonna be huge and now look at nestor cortez ty france two years before it was his jed jerko you know so i mean nando has uh a real special eye. So, if you have never listened to Under the Radar on Wednesdays, uh, we it's part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We, the three of us really do have a good time. I mean, we we really yeah. have a we we have a, a a nice hangout time.
1: Well, all three of you are just you know fantastic at the craft of doing podcasts, and you know speaking it comes naturally for you. You're an actor as well, mm-hmm. and it's something that. It's it's an acquired taste for some people, but for you, it flows naturally. But DVR has the best voice in fantasy the best sports. Voice. The yep. best voice, and, and Nando's and got a pretty good mind. voice. Yes,
2: he does. D- DVR is DVR, What we say here's what we say about the show on the show. DVR. So when we were first going to do the show, it was just going to be me and Nando, and it was going to be called Nando and the General. I had just finished doing Turn Washington yep. Spies, and we were going to do that show, and DVR was going to be our producer. And then it was like, wait a minute, DVR, you should, why don't you join us? And so. Nando and I are kind of like, we're like a, this show is like a sandwich. Mm -hmm. So Nando and I are like the meat and the cheese and like the mustard and mayo. And DVR is like the best two pieces of ciabatta bread that you're ever going to find and kind of keeps the sandwich together. So, uh, you know, we, we, will start talking about jerks and provar, you know, and DVR is like, Oh guys, you got to let go of jerks and provar. So he kind of keeps us always on balance, (laughs) which is great. It's a fun show. Fun show. That's awesome. awesome. It's great stuff.
1: Uh, you know, It is really good. And you guys all have keen minds and it comes naturally. Uh, What's your favorite role over the years? Uh, Favorite acting role that you've ever done?
2: Well, in the theater, I did a play called King John, a Shakespeare play. I played uh, what's considered one of the three greatest roles in Shakespeare. There's Hamlet. There's uh, John Falstaff from the Henry Fours. And then there's the bastard from King John. I think mm-hmm. that may have been <laughs> that or um, I did the importance of being earnest at arena stage in Washington, D.C., where I played Algernon Moncrief, and that was a tremendous amount of fun. But in terms of television, I played a lot of roles, but certainly the four years of playing George Washington was uh, absolutely life-changing. So I, I, I would have to go to General Washington there.
1: Very cool. Very good. Yeah, cool. yeah.
2: Um, I, have you been doing much uh, work
1: in that arena lately?
2: No. You know, I took a sabbatical at a really good time in 2019, Yes, Um, So I kind of got out right when the going was good. And really, it's a sabbatical. I took a a, a pause uh, because I wanted to do some other kind of work uh, in the political world. And so I'm doing some uh, work on virtual communications with people. So I teach people really without microphones, but I teach people how to communicate their messages best. And it's not just in the political world. I do it in the business world. And Mm -hmm. I teach people how to use the camera to their like I'm doing right here, like I'm looking right into the camera and I teach people how how to do that.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah. And it helps for this world. Uh, it really mm-hmm. does. I mean, you are smooth. You know, you, like you said, you are looking at the camera. I have sometimes an issue with that. Sometimes I uh, I'm looking all of this. I'm looking at the screen here. I also, I, I, I'm, I have the attention span of a fly. So, Oh, oh I see it's trying to there. Got to hit that. Yeah. <laughs> but all that. So it's all good. Um, tough. Okay. So uh, most important thing for you to do in the main event. So you, you've got a, this rocket ship of a team. You've got your hitters. Mm-hmm. You got to be streaming pitchers left and right now.
2: Uh, I, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge streaming pitcher. So, I mean, we're at number eight overall. Right. And the, the chance to win the dang thing. I don't know, man. So our first, it's my first time I've never played in this format before. I've mm-hmm. never played in, so I don't really know. I'm going to be calling people who like, uh, I'm going to call, I want to call Vlad Sedler. I want to call all these people and just, I called Phil Dussault before the season and I was like, Hey, you know, how did we do? Do you, do you, you know, cause I mean, he's, I, I'm here to learn too. Like I, the other thing about getting on the phone with people is you learn stuff from them. They teach you stuff. And then hopefully you teach. That's how I got to know Ariel Cohen so well is uh, the year after I went out in 2019, 2020, I I had the lead going to, and I still think this is the way it should be. And we tied on the last day, Ariel and I tied. I remember that. Yes. Not happy. And I still think that if you tie and you're the champion, you should be able to hold that belt. You need to be defeated.
1: (laughs) Got to beat the man to be the man. You got to beat the
2: man to be the man. And (laughs) then I would have won my first two years in towers, which would have been a remarkable thing, but I ended up coming in second place because he won on the tie break. Very unfortunate, very sad. But what ended up happening was I called him up and I was like, you beat me and he goes "well you know it was really close." I was like yeah, "I know but you know do you, what's the trick? Like what, what's your what's the thing that you do?" He said "oh well, you know." And I said "do you think there's something I could do better?" He goes "oh well for sure. I mean, you don't know what you're doing with auctions." <laughs> I said what? And he goes, well, you know, I mean, I even wrote an article about it. Uh, you know, you, you really don't have a strategy when it comes to auctions. You're like, you're just getting by on your knowledge of players and, and what you think is going to happen. I mean, if you if you actually understood how to do an auction, you, you might be really good. So I was like, so yeah, it took a big swallow. I went, <laughs> okay, well, what am I doing? Wow, you're doing everything wrong. I mean, you don't have you don't have any method to it. I mean, you're just throwing out relievers left and right. Like, there's there's a point to it. So what I did was I spent the next. Month on the phone with him, learning everything I could about auction strategy. And the I'm, guys I'm like, I'm picturing this kid. training montage. In my it was, right dude. Now. It was a full training <laughs> montage. And he's like, No, 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 no. Plus one, plus one. No, no, not really like that. But um, and so I try to do that with <laughs> like practice, practice. And kind of, if you want to win, you got to find value. um So that that's what I do. Is I get on. So I'm going to get on the phone with people and sort of say, what does it look like? Because we went on pitching. We've got our, our staff is, um, hold on real quick. Uh, it is, uh, Logan Webb, you Darvish one, two Jordan Montgomery, Joe Ryan, three, four closers, Taylor Rogers and Gregory Soto, by the skin of our teeth, Gregory Soto. And then, yeah, you're not wrong. I, I just don't like the streaming idea. I like the the like pitchers that I think are going to really work, which is really not different than what you said. But yeah. we picked up Michael Lorenzen in the first week. And Michael Lorenzen has been really helpful. We just grabbed Hunter Green the week after, the Sunday after his perfect game, almost shot a no-hitter, and then watched him, didn't put him in against the Blue Jays last week, but now he's pitching. Today, he'll be pitching in like an hour against the Cubs. Yep. And uh, Cole Irvin is somebody who we both like a lot, but we still have, and Spencer Strider has been valuable. We just picked up Johnny Cueto. Corey Kluber has been a disappointment. Um, But we have on our, we've been holding on our bench, Steven Strasburg and Chris Sale. So when those guys come back, we have only two points in strikeouts in this league. So we're really low in strikeouts. And if Sale can come back and be Sale or, 80% 80% of sale and strasbourg Strasburg comes back. I'm the stupid sucker who always, you know, we got Strasburg in the 22nd and sale in the 24th. And we've been able to, we've been, this is what I mean. We're so fortunate. If we had more injuries in the hitting side, we would not have been able to keep holding them. That's right. But it looks right. like we're going to make it to once one comes back, then we're good, you know? And then and when Sale when
1: just pitched a rehab assignment game yesterday. So yeah.
2: you're, you're on your path now sale. They're talking about maybe using them out of the bullpen though. I saw that not optimal for you. I saw that. And here's what I say. And I called up Rob and I went, uh, Rob, uh, Rob sale. And he said, they're just going to start him in the bullpen to just bring him back. So his last few will be in the bullpen. I was like, that would be good. Let's go with that. So, I mean, we, we could really use it, but again, we've been so lucky. It's hard to believe that we're going to continue being this lucky, but that's why I want to talk to the guys who've won before and sort of say, What is it? What does it take? If you're in decent position, we're in decent position. We're in decent position to be, you know, to do okay. But again, we're playing against the best players in the game in this league, and we'll be fortunate to stay where we are. I mean, we'll be damn lucky. So we'll see. We'll see. Can't don't don't give up. Never give up. Don't can't stop. Won't stop. That's it. Because that's the upside. They're not going to. That's the upside of not playing fantasy football. Is uh, I never lose focus on baseball ever. Nice. Nice. All the way um, through September.
1: That's a whole nother podcast too, because you could give me some tips on how to not play other sports. Oh, except I wouldn't take it. So there you go. <laughs> but Ian, it's been always a pleasure. This forty-five minutes flew by as it always does. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today,
2: Jeff. Thank you for having me on. You guys are, I mean, you know, you're Jeff Erickson, man, and this is RotoWire. So being able to spend this time with you is an honor. I appreciate no problem. it.
1: Make sure to check out Ian on Under the Radar on The Athletic uh, and always, uh, and of course, on Twitter at IanCon4. You can catch out everything that he does there. All right, guys, uh, coming up tomorrow, we got two start starters. We got Clay and Todd. Uh, Thanks again for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Have a great day.